Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it. It's got to be weird to be his wife, to be like, hey, I'm making a cartoon about this girl that rejected me. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, the amount of artists' wives who've had to deal with that over the course of human <laughs> history is not low. I suppose that's true. Oh, hey, is this me? No. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna nah. Whatever. Be happy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Where's the episode about the Second Amendment? (laughs) And Jim. Happy 2021. Who wants more politics? Nah, today we cover episode 34, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. And episode 34, part one's title is Doug's Cartoon. Meta as fuck. Yeah. Doug draws some hentai and then gets banned from the school and then he has to fight for freedom. (laughs) And don't suppress me. None of this happens. (laughs) He doesn't fight for freedom. He only barely draws hentai. He only almost gets banned from the school. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Judy does call for the blood of Mr. Bone to be spilled. That part's pretty cool. It's true. And there is a lot of like just strange messaging on like this is a protest episode, right? Like this is an episode about the process of protesting and free speech in general. Which uh, Doug does not willingly participate in at any point. (laughs) (laughs) Nor does he willingly defend at any point. Yeah, no, like, Doug is, I have to believe, inadvertently, a perfect representative of somebody who Martin Luther King actually came out and called worse than the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> oh, shit. The, wi- the white moderate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, just straight up. There is a piece in the letter from Birmingham Jail where he goes in-depth on how, look, at least when the clan march against me, they're honest about opposing me. When you say, oh, I agree with you in the cause you seek, but uh, I can't, uh, your methods, they're just too direct, too divisive. I don't do the man's words justice, but essentially he says, shit or get off the pot. Damn. I think in this episode, Doug is the representation of the made-up concept of the silent majority, where you believe all the right things, but you're not an asshole about it. (laughs) Not being an asshole about it translates directly into unquestionably obeying authority at all times and begging it for mercy. Yeah, <laughs> so this is going to be a, a uncomfortable episode for these times. <laughs> I think it yep. kind of uh, has has taken on uh, very much, not not new, certainly not a new context, but just right now especially it feels poignant, right? And yeah. not for the right reason. <laughs> well, one of the things I've been doing during quarantine as a way to keep myself sane is looking at the stories of times before, like, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, and just how incompetently we ran things back then. And it's curiously (laughs) soothing to see that 
some things never change. <laughs> this is very much in that same genre of, oh boy, some things never change. Holy shit. <laughs> and you better not ask for them to change. <laughs> or else Mr. Jenkins is gonna say, boy, you look silly. Uh, well, you have to wait for a voiceless, uh, omnipotent authority <laughs> to uh, give you the okay, and then it, then it'll work. Yeah. Once yeah. God himself reaches <laughs> down from heaven and ordains it, then and only then can progress occur. Yes. Uh, well, let's this is the keep... moral. <laughs> kind of. So let's keep those themes in mind as we walk through this guy. Uh it begins with just a shot of, like, an industrial printing press printing out the school newspaper, the Daily Honker. Or, excuse me, it used to be called the Daily Honker, now it's called the Weekly Honker, but also the paper itself just calls it the Honker. Look, it's so, the honker of an indeterminate time. Uh, eventually, <laughs> things start to chafe. You bring down the number of times you honk. Oh my god. <laughs> Indeed. Well, and also maybe it's that just time is so sick in this universe that days, weeks, and no time management at all uh, all kind of flow together. Or the idea of having a student paper that came out daily was always absolute madness. Also true. And it comes out on an industrial printing press in an elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) Eh, why not? Right. Well, so Doug says that today it is no ordinary paper. And it zooms in on a picture of the front headline, which is, it says, No Bones with Mystery Meat. And it shows a picture of Lamar Bone, the vice principal, eating some of the mystery meat from school, saying, Mmm, yummy. So that's, that's the front page, right? Is this the front page of the real newspaper? Um, of the student newspaper, almost definitely, because they don't have anything else to work with. But is this the same day where the events of this episode happened? Because on the front page, does it say that Lamar Bone loves the mystery meat? And then on page six, where Doug's stuff is, it says it's bad? Yes, like, I yes. think okay. that's the case. <laughs> okay, so it, it presents two different sides of the story, and one is on page one, and the other is on page six. Yes, right? it's fair and balanced. It's like <laughs> okay. any good newspaper and Fox News. Yeah, yeah, it's fair and balanced where one gets the entirety of the front page and the other gets like a side note on the side. Fair. Fair, you get yeah. your word in. Yeah. You no both... difference in presentation. It's both in the <laughs> newspaper. It's exactly 1,000% equal. What are you complaining yeah. about? I'm not. I'm just noting that it's so equal. <laughs> I was about just to commend agreeing them. with you like, by yelling. <laughs> Let's just all appreciate how equal, fair, balanced, and wonderful whatever the hell people are talking about is. Yeah. <laughs> well, so Doug says... It all started in the cafeteria last Thursday when they served magic meat for the third time in one week. It was disgusting. Ugh. I think it's good, and I like it. You like magic meat, Sam? Yeah, I think this is I literally love- one of the oldest jokes known to Western civilization. Don't <laughs> ask what the meat in the stew is. Yeah, every every steak that I ever make turns out to be magic meat, one thousand percent. No matter how hard I try or how I cook it, it turns into magic meat. So yes, I love it. <laughs> every take- meat is magic if you think about it. Yeah, you just uh, Sam just has like a branding iron of a wizard that he shoves on all his meat, <laughs> smiling pleasantly. 
it's just like a George Foreman grill, but the top plate is a picture of a wizard. That rocks. I want that. <laughs> Me too. I just thought of that off the top of my head. I'm like, that actually like repainting a wizard on the top of a George Foreman grill. Yeah, but it also has plates that burn in a grill. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you can sell it as magic meat. <laughs> <laughs> Furiously taking notes. Let's fuck, yeah. fuck this podcast. Let's figure out how we get this done. <laughs> yeah, so this, this podcast, we're recording it a little early in order to have some time off for winter vacation. And uh, by the time that this releases to the public, we'll have trademarked this. Yeah, so yeah, everybody can't do it. So don't even try. Everybody the production lines up. will be up and running. We will be selling these for next Christmas. Yeah, the everybody. thing I'm noted for, my good work ethic. Yeah, everybody fuck off because we'll definitely have done this. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely won't have spent two weeks playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> we go to post this up on uh, the beginning of January and we're like, oh, fuck, <laughs> we forgot. <laughs> Someone who knows someone in the patent office. <laughs> oh man. But okay, so uh Doug then says he's like he's like, well, later in the library, I was sort of doodling things you might do with magic meat. <laughs> yep, that sure is a sentence, Doug. And every like every other episode, Doug is extremely passive. Just things sort of just happen to him, and he at no point objects, other than like just internally, he doesn't like do anything with obje- his objections. He just gets stomped on over and over and over again. I was just yeah. doodling things you could do with magic meat, and fortunately, Chalky only saw the one side of the paper. <laughs> right. And then Chalky well, just like goes, "Hey, that's funny," and then just steals his drawing from him, and Doug doesn't say anything. Yeah, he doesn't, like, ask for it. He doesn't even, like, say hi to Doug. He sneaks up behind him and just fucking jacks it out of his hand. Hey, that's funny. I'm going to put that in the paper. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, Chucky. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't say, he doesn't ask Doug for permission. He just says, hey, I'm going to put this in the paper and then walks away. No, he doesn't even... I don't think he says, he doesn't even say that. He says, this is perfect, and then walks away. doesn't even tell him that's going to go in You're the paper. Right. That's so that true. Rules. And, and Doug is like, owned. Absolutely owned. And, like, it's further evidence that he's so passive. Like, the fact that he uses the phrase that he was sort of doodling things, it's just like he's not even actively I, trying. I was vaguely existing in an area can't exactly say where. I hope I'm not offending anyone. Right. <laughs> I was only slightly imposing my will onto the universe. Just a little <laughs> bit. I was just putting my will out there to see if the universe would take it from me. <laughs> and it did. And yeah. now, I'm in, now I'm in a Doug episode on and now, Doug Beans. Oh, and now heck. I regret it. Uh, well, what he was drawing is it shows us that he was drawing what appears to be a comic that's saying it's a four-panel comic that says things you can do with magic meat, and the four things that it says is you can use it to resole a shoe, you can use it as a hockey puck, you can use it as a toupee, or you could make the Magic Empire meat building. Hilarious options. Good. I mean, I like how he—I like how he broke the rule of three to give us the Magic Empire <laughs> me building. I also do appreciate that as a political cartoon, this is completely true to form in that everything has been labeled and no part of it is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. None of this is like a joke. It's just like slightly oh, strange. That's weird. Yeah, it's yeah. just oh, that's that's a weird thing to label that as. I guess that is almost all political cartoons too. It's just like yeah. huh, that's weird. What a, it's just what a what a weird label. And all right, I'm, I and if it disagrees with you, I'm mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm mad, and I'm going to post this on Facebook without reading anything about it. <laughs> I'm going to ignore all the warnings Facebook gives me about misinformation. Just, <laughs> just post right fucking through it. Don't let the liberal censor you. JFK Jr. is absolutely working with Donald Trump to overturn the election and kill Jeffrey Epstein. Again, he came back from the dead somehow. Look, Jim, be careful to make predictions like that, because like I say, we are recording this weeks in advance of posting, so who knows what will happen. <laughs> oh no, the funny part there is the idea that he hasn't already come back twice. Ah, yes, of course. It's hilarious. Thank you for labeling that, yes. Jim, on the You will cartoon. never die. This is important. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so Chalky just fucking steals it, and then it turns out that what he's done is that the next day, it shows like everyone in the class, like everyone in the, the school classroom, everyone is holding the newspaper and reading it, which is a very weird scene. To suggest one, that every person picks up a copy of the school paper. Two, every person reads the school paper. <laughs> yeah. Three, they go all the way to page six for Doug Funny's comic. I mean, yeah. if I was me, I would start at the funnies, so. Yeah, same. That's all I ever That's where all the good stuff is, like that crazy cat Garfield. Do you really <laughs> oh, want to yeah. read the cartoons drawn by one of your fellow 11-year-olds? I absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. Nowadays, I'd want to read them for different reasons, because then they you could, like, laugh at the person. Remember, we made comics. We've made comics mm-hmm. in the past. Made extremely <laughs> good comics that <laughs> were very good, and people liked them. They, their humor has aged wonderfully. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I regret. <laughs> <He> held up <laughs> very well. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, so uh, they they show that Doug's comic has been put on page six of the paper, uh, and it is alongside two articles, two like column articles. One says, "Where's the magic?" and the second one says, "Meet, meet, who's got the meat." <laughs> Me, sir. I wish it just said meat, 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 <laughs> meat. I wish they all just said that. Yeah. Itchy, tasty. Or, or if, or if, uh, the, so the, the, the column title is meat, meat, who's got the meat, and then under it you can vaguely make out that all the text is just meat, 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 meat. <laughs> perfect article. <laughs> yeah. He says what we're all thinking. Yeah, finally, someone's brave enough to say it. <laughs> Oh well, so everyone in the class starts laughing at the exact same time. (laughs) Ah, that crazy dog, Marmaduke. (laughs) He's large, and that's inconvenient. Yes. Oh, Hagar the horrible hijinks are you gonna get into this week? Oh man, I'm sure he's gonna kick the football this week. (laughs) The joke is that the Lockhorns hate one another. God. Yeah, the joke is they've got a bad marriage. <laughs> like that's, that was most of like yes. I, I religiously read the like the comic. I religiously read the funny papers <laughs> when uh, when I was a kid, right? Like like that was pretty much most of the jokes. 
No, that's that was most of all humor from yeah. like the 1920s until maybe 1970, and even then, it hung on for a while. Right, that's why at least into the 90s, because there was, like, home improvement and shit. Oh, yeah, like, it changed tenor from absolute we hate each other and would be divorced if the divorce was allowed to, (laughs) okay, we're in an awkward relationship, but we still... We still enjoy one another's presence. It's just that, ah, goddamn, sometimes I can't stand you. That's that's why I was, like, so refreshed by John Mulaney's comedy, because his is like, hey, I like my wife. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, that's new and nice. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, oh, wait, right. Well. That was it. In the uh, late 70s, they developed cocaine. And so instead of the topic being how much you hated your wife, your topic could be how great it was to be on cocaine. Ah, uh, yes, of course. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, yeah. Hey, all right. <laughs> R.I.P. Robin Williams. You did a good job. Yeah. Well, so everyone in the class is just dying laughing. Presumably at the comic, it's not clear, but we assume that that's the only funny, potentially funny thing in the paper. I stand by it being Marmaduke, but go on. (laughs) True. Uh, Well, so then right as this is happening, right as everyone starts laughing, Bone bursts into the classroom like he loves to do, and he, he has the two, those two janitors with him, the two like town goon guys, right? And they're like his stormtroopers, like they're his backup, uh, like demand, like showing once again that these guys are crazy sinister, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and he tells everyone to drop those papers and the goons come around and they start to confiscate them wordlessly. They don't say anything. What's going on, Mr. Bone? Is something wrong with the paper? Don't think that innocent act will cut any cheese with me, Buster. I'm like a grizzly bear. You leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. But you messed with school policy, and now you better watch out for my claws. Yeah, he's like, if you don't mess with me, I won't mess with you, which is demonstrably not true. (laughs) We've had multiple episodes about how you are a very thin-skinned little fucker who will do anything on a whim to try to lash out at people who make you look bad. Right. And in this evening, he's like, he's like, if you have a problem with the school lunches, you have a problem with me. So, like, he's so insecure about the school policies that it, it goes out to school lunches, too, right? Why would you even give a shit? <laughs> yeah, just and this is the down. part where I have to do my first big sidebar because oh, we got to establish some context. <laughs> oh, ding, shit, ding, ding. here we go. Yeah. Take it away, Jim. <laughs> you, beloved listener, live in a time when, while the American left's power over national politics is mixed at best... Its cultural power is near absolute. Right-wingers are constantly whining about how supporting the Republican Party is treated as uncool, and vocally supporting it is something that will make polite conversations impossible. Incidentally, the official policy of the funny papers on this is, ha, losers. (laughs) But the core premise of the modern right-wing media sphere is whining about how you feel bad that the culture doesn't represent you. Jim Jenkins writes this episode in 1993. For a full decade, it has been the other way around. Conservatives have totally dominated American culture. Back now, the left is counterculture. There is a small underground, more or less, of the people who will try to sneak some liberal thought into media. And as such, back now... The whiny officials trying to stop the cool kids from saying whatever they want to say are, to a man, Democrats. 
Bracknell, really? Democrats are the people trying to own the cool conservatives with logic and reason and totally eating shit in the process because that's literally never worked. <sighs> this episode is absolutely Jim Jenkins unloading his personal discomfort with a Democratic president. It's just that in the intervening 28 years, the party have completely switched positions on whether the principal should be the guy in charge of stopping kids from following the national culture. Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. So you're saying that Bone in this is representing the Democrats? Yes, in that he is that he's that government that just wants to stop people from saying what they know is right. He's just there to enforce the rules, arbitrary and meaningless. Even if, even if, I mean, at the time, like, so I know that this takes place in the, like, because nowadays it's a big thing of, like, school lunches need to be actually healthy and, like, not, yep. like, be, 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 like, actively bad for people. Is this, this is well before that, right? Yep. This is actually the, oh, again, that also kind of did a switch around because one of Reagan's big things was uh, just cutting the shit out of uh, school lunches on the grounds of, eh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Damn, that was the rationale. Pizza was a vegetable back then. Of yep. course, of course. Because that's tomato. Yeah, because, eh, fuck it. We don't really care that much about this, and it's just government interfering too much in how schools should operate. Interesting. So, yeah, okay. you have this whole weird thing here. This is an awkward moment that does not map one-to-one -to, -one to our present moment politically, and... Once it comes time for Jim Jenkins to start whining about fucking protesters, Bone will get slotted back into the conservative slot. But the reason why people would be protesting right now is, like, there's that whole weird moment in the immediate turnover following uh, the election in 2016 where the Republicans overnight switched from we must do all in our power to oppose the tyrant Obama to if you don't support the president, you should be killed. <laughs> this is a piece of media that is coming out at that exact same point in the cycle. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Huh. That's a, that's that's some interesting context to keep in mind here. Then. Well, I want to just correct one thing. We're uh, on this con on this podcast. We are staunch conservatives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> we uh, believe parody. entirely in whatever the Empreg Emperor has commanded. <laughs> oh God. Watch for the bonus feature about the Embrick. God. Anyway, so no explanation needed. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no sidebar on that one. I have been muzzled by God and man. Indeed. Well, uh, so he tells everyone to drop those papers and confiscate them. Uh, and so this is like where we just kind of cut to the title card, right? During the confiscation process. Uh, and we cut back and it shows Doug in his room and he's just sitting there complaining about how he wrote the comic, right? Uh, and like, he's just, he's just like, why did I have to write that? As like light fills his window and fills his room and he like doesn't react at all. He's just like, why did I write that comic? <laughs> just like, he doesn't give a shit about this as a much more interesting Doug episode <laughs> attempts to start to happen. Right, that's a good point. <laughs> because it turns out that the light is uh, dink in a time machine. 
that he teleports into Doug's room with. He says, and Doug is like, time machines don't exist, and Dink is like, they'll come out in 20 years. That's 2013 for you guys not counting at home. (laughs) And so the first thing that Dink did after Obama was inaugurated for the second time was to travel back in time to when things still made sense. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I didn't take that angle. Damn. And he goes straight to Doug. He teleports straight into a child's bedroom. Hmm. <laughs> Back to Remember how he said Dink's a libertarian? Just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh, God. Well, he teleports into Doug's room, and he's like, hey, what's something you've always wanted to do, Doug? And, uh, <laughs> hmm, Mr. Dink... So I think that they, so they show that Doug goes that they what they do is he goes to the library and he runs in and he rips up the comic and then says excuse me and runs away right but in that scene both Dink and Doug their hair is like standing up on end so that tells me they did other stuff before coming yeah, to the library Doug has a Doug has a change of clothes yeah. <laughs> so they definitely did other stuff, right? The other one got messy. <laughs> I wonder where they went. What would Doug? What would that had? That should have been a Doug episode. You're right. Yeah. Where would you go? He's, there should just be a, a just make it a Quail Man episode. Who cares? The movie right. would be like way more interesting. This garbage. Yeah. If Doug doesn't do anything. I mean, I guess then they'd have to, like, they'd have to rationalize why Doug doesn't, like, go back in time and, like, stop Hitler and stop atrocities and stuff. Because they definitely wouldn't do that in a Doug episode. They probably wanted to do this. What do you mean, why not? Why wouldn't they do it? Why wouldn't they do it? Easy. It's it's totally on brand for them. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Doug could change everything. They would do that uh, Doug would go back in time and, like, go to the library and then defeat the Nazis with logic and reason. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. I know God. where we can stop Hitler The local library <laughs> Yes He goes, he oh. goes there and it's already been like uh, Censored Burned. by the Nazis No he's right. it's been censored by the Nazis And he starts reading about the Nazis And the uh, state of propaganda He's like oh huh, These guys make a lot of sense <laughs> Well let's not go down this path any further <laughs> I think we've got enough out of that as we need to get. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, uh, they go back. And so apparently this was just a fantasy, obviously, because we come back into this and into, like, the real world. And uh, we're back in the classroom. And Bone is saying that if Mr. B- when Mr. Butt Savage, the principal, if he came back from vacation and saw this comic, he'd have both of our hides. Reminder, Butt Savage. <laughs> Is this the first time they've uttered his name on the show? No, they they said it. Oh, they said it before. I know Did they, they said say it, it in episode three because I don't think they said it in. Uh, I don't think they've said it before. Now this is the first time they've explicitly called out his name is Butt Savage. Really? I wish I, I didn't think it was in episode three, but I was sure it was in a different one. Uh... Okay, maybe not, though. I can't remember right now. My Doug index is starting to get a little full. I can't, like, scroll through the Rolodex as fast as I used to be able to. There's too many notes in there now. Too many cross-references. The timeline yarn is all over the place. (laughs) My notes folder is enormous now. (laughs) I had to make a separate folder on my desktop called the Doug Files in all caps. 
<laughs> oh man. Well, so Patty stands up at this and she's like, what about our right to free speech? And Bone's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I do remember, like, as a child, you technically do not have the yeah. right to free speech. That's been ruled on by the Supreme Court in this great really? country of mine. I do remember <laughs> one time uh, I was in a, I was in like a statistics class. or was like an advanced math class or something. And uh, the teacher was a German expat who flew a bomber jet in, in Vietnam for America. And one guy had a swastika with a, like, a, uh, it was like a no to a swastika thing. And he, like, flipped out on the kid to tell him to put that away. Because uh, if if they allow that, they can also allow swastikas. Which, oh, no, it's not oh, that no. works. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Power red flags there. Yeah, a couple of warning signs there. Jesus Christ. Well, I guess, well, no free speech allowed for these kids. They can't put that in the school newspaper. Yeah, don't we have right of our opinions? No. You're in school. You're 11. And that's what Bone says. Uh, and he even asks Wingo, he says, what are you teaching these kids? <laughs> why, if everybody just said whatever they thought, why, everything be all higgledy-piggledy? There's nothing funny about higgledy-piggledy, I regret to inform you. It sounds like it should be funny, but no. The sound of saying it is like, is good. I yeah, like indeed. It. Indeed. My name is Mr. Higgledy-piggledy. <laughs> From the Piggledy Estates. I have come to bring your house a bottle of milk and to fuck your wife while you're at work. <laughs> Whoa, what was that? What was that first one? <laughs> uh, I just said, I just said, bring a bottle of milk. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, that's the one I have a problem with. <laughs> yeah, no, like uh, it's nice. Like you got bought out by the uh, milk people recently. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh uh, well. Doug's, Doug takes this to heart, and he's like, from now on, I'm keeping my opinions to myself. Uh. <laughs> and this is the lesson that Doug, like, learns, like, the whole, throughout the whole thing, right? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> if I don't act up, nobody can get mad at me. Yeah, that's, like, consistently what Doug's motive is. And because like, he... as he is horrified to discover, there's, as he leaves after all this is happening, like, oh, no. Somebody's handing out orange pieces of paper. The comic Bone didn't want you to see. It has that really horrible old computer font, which just makes me happy inside. Because who could be doing such a thing? Why, yes, it's Alan Luce Leach, who completely unsurprisingly are primordial techno-libertarian types. <laughs> Right, yeah, they're handing out uh, Doug's comic outside of the class. I don't know how they got it so quick, right? Like, Computers. They, it was Brian procured it. They were in yeah, the class. They as sent Bone. it on their PDAs to uh, Mr. <laughs> Brian Computer. Oh, yeah, and Brian Computer, uh, he he land-emailed it to them. Yes. yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, my favorite part about that, though, when you see the, uh, the paper that the Sleeches are handing out with the comic on it, uh, is that they, so on the, on the school newspaper, underneath it, it said, by Doug Funny, and that does not appear on the orange paper. Nope. So, <laughs> so they're, they're doing, like, the classic internet repost of, like, no, actually, I made this. Yep. <laughs> There is also a neat thing here in these primordial techno-free speech guys in that... 
they don't really exist anymore. Like, that was a genre of person that existed only in the 90s. And since then, they've all either gone full left wing or full right wing. There is no in between. Or to jail. <laughs> um, and to jail in most cases. Uh, all yeah. the Bitcoin millionaires are this guy. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which is consistent. All with the Bitcoin game. millionaires yes. and all the Bitcoin negative millionaires. <laughs> yes. Well, so everyone takes the papers. And they're still laughing at it. Everyone is still cracking up it's about this joke, comic. Man. They love it. The, the people, the people, the fans, they love it. It's their favorite joke they've ever heard. Possibly the, folks. possibly the only joke they've ever heard. <laughs> uh, and then the Doug, he sees that Bone is coming in. He sees that he's coming back. And Doug just steals all of them and shoves them in his shirt. While Mo, while, while Moo is sitting there yelling down with Bone. Like, theoretically, Doug shouldn't get in trouble for this part, right? No. No, like, not at all. Just, you should just be like, these assholes are doing this without my permission. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the same gag what that happened in the Substitute Teacher episode, yeah. where like he would steal them all and then get in trouble because yeah. it looked like he was handing them out. But they don't even do that. They, nah. they have Bone get fooled by it. <laughs> yeah. He says, don't think picking up that trash is going to make up for drawing that cartoon funny. I'm on to you. I do like that Doug is like, yes, sir, though, which means that he's like, yes, sir, my comic is trash, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, of course, sir. I apologize, sir. Anything you need from me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize that other people have taken my words in a way that I did not intend, i.e. at all seriously, sir. <laughs> or listened ever. <laughs> I apologize uh. that they are capable of having ideas that are not in accordance with your will, sir. Right. Steppies, please. Uh. Oh my god. <laughs> we knew this day would come. <laughs> Indeed. Bony, bony steppies, please. Okay. So, anyway, Doug says. Uh, so, the Sleeches are saying uh, that they're actually creating an underground organization after as Bone is leaving. They're saying that they are starting the Doug Funny Freedom of the Press Association and that their terms are that either Mr. Bone gives the paper back or, then, or otherwise Doug will either handcuff himself to the desk or throw himself off the school and kill himself. Cool. <laughs> The subtext here is that protest movements will always throw under the bus the normal working man. Yeah. Silent, it's barely silent. subtext. That's almost yeah. explicitly the text. Yeah. Like they're more they, than willing to just jettison, yeah. right? Quote unquote regular people. Right. Regular people or immediately sell out their leader, right? Yep, One of those yes. two things. Like, that's what is. Like and they do this repeatedly. This happens throughout the episode, right? It, it Doug Doug could get out of it too. He just has to say something and he's that's too much for him. Yeah, he's right. just afraid of, oh god, I don't want to offend anybody, so I'm just gonna sit here and wish like hell that everybody would stop having opinions. <laughs> he so he like they go they go to the lunchroom from this, right? And Doug, and, and for furthering on what you guys just said right there, Doug straight up says, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to apologize. He's like, I, do, I am going to give in to authority on this, right? Sorry, daddy. Yeah. 
But Chalky says that, no, you're right. The meat is bad. Even like, even though there were other articles about it too. This is one like, of the very few gags that actually exists in the show. While this is all happening, a series of visual gags are done with the magic meat. Right. They're like they're they're like trying to you know eat it and it's not working. They're trying to like stretch it out and stuff. And it bounces like it's made out of rubber. It's okay. Mildly right. entertaining cartoon gag. But like it's weird. It's it's. I think based on what you guys are saying, I'm like okay. They'll like the movements will immediately sell people out. Is like the message of this. Uh, Chalky is laying all of the like the blame or credit, whichever it may be, on Doug. He's saying you were right. You are the one who said this. But a Chalky's the one that printed it in the paper. And b without Doug's in- permission. Yeah. yeah, without Doug's permission. And B, there were articles next to it about how the meat was bad. So and clearly Doug didn't write those, yeah. right? And the so metaphor somebody... we're working with here, Chalky represents the media, which is just trying to strum up controversy. You can sell more editions of the student paper, question mark. Look, the allegory <laughs> yes. is very good. The free student paper. <laughs> well, so... They're they're saying this uh, about about the article, uh, and Patty says that like like everyone's going nuts about this, right? The entire class, like Patty's saying that she wants to call an emergency meeting of the student council, and everybody else is making towers of the meat with a sign that says "No more magic meat," right? It's like huge towers of it, just a big pile of turds. <laughs> who, have, yeah. who among us has never built one such thing? Indeed. Who has not stacked Salisbury steak in a pile unto the heavens in attempt to piss in the eye of? God. <laughs> yes. After making uh, their their wizard meat. Pardon their me. Dump meat. in the eye of God. I should keep track of these things. Of course, of course. They're separate actions. Yes. Uh, well, so they carry Doug to the front. They, like, put him on their shoulders. They're like, hooray, Doug. And they put him in front of the stack. And, like, the lunch lady... It comes over, like, Flo the Lunch Lady, the same person who would give out, uh, what, potato salad, uh, what taters. was it, Be- bean salad, bean taters, salad. there you go, bean salad, taters, Salisbury steak, uh, but now they only give out magic meat, is the only thing they ever give out anymore. It's keto. Uh, <laughs> right. If that gray slop contains no carbs, I'm going to be very surprised. Right, It contains no nutrition whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Well, she comes over and she's like, hey, who's in charge of this? Like, who's doing this? Cut it out. And then they all just point to Doug and sell him out immediately. (laughs) And Doug would just be like, no, I didn't. I was eating my mystery meat, as you can see where I was sitting. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) With all my friends. But nope, the movement immediately attempts to sell out Doug Funny because the movement really just wants to secretly get the silent majority. It doesn't respect real Americans that have no opinions. Well, which is so funny. Everyone was nice. Which is so funny that you call those people the silent majority because they're (laughs) anything but either of those two words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They are constantly complaining. To basically anyone they encounter all the time. <laughs> Actually, if you're gonna be entirely honest about this, everybody is complaining to everybody else basically all the time. The only thing that changes is what exactly you're complaining about. That's what's everybody being recognizes all about. the present moment is shit. That's what being a podcast is all about. Hell yeah! America! Screaming America. into the void! Fuck yeah! Nickelodeon! <laughs> Remember the 90s! <laughs> Well, uh, so for his crimes, Doug is once again sent to Mr. Schlacky, 
uh, the guidance counselor who we mentioned her again. <laughs> I know, oh, right? Oh boy, they're girl. they are just cramming Mr. Shalaki in, and Mr. Shalaki is in this moment. He's basically representing like the 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 kind way out, I guess. Right? He's basically representing like the propaganda minister, maybe. Yeah, more or less. Like he's the one who's in charge of rehabilitating those who have committed wrong think. In the modern day, Mr. Shalaki would be attempting to convince Doug that, I don't know, global warming is real or that gay <laughs> marriage isn't a crime against God. Something that clearly the liberals are just trying to force down our children's throats. <laughs> oh, my God. But those things are good. Like, that, like those things. Oh, yes. That you, and like, much <laughs> in the same way that uh, Doug saying that the mystery meat sucks is good. But Mr. Shalaki's job isn't to make good things happen. Mr. Shalaki's job is to enforce orthodoxy. You heard it here first, folks. Mike said that global warming. No, was good. I meant what I was trying to say is no. You know what I'm saying. I'm saying that teaching yeah, people that, that okay, <laughs> teaching people that global warming is real and important and needs to be solved is good, and accepting people, <laughs> gay people, and people of all creeds is good. That's also, Bush saying. did 9/11. Oh my God! Shut up. Right. Anyway, anyway, so I'm trying to be nice to everybody. Says no. Anyway, so <laughs> so Mr. Shalaki. It's hard out here for a mic. <laughs> yes. So Doug is trying to explain himself to Mr. Shalaki, and this always happens. Mr. Shalaki always shushes Doug. He always says, "Shut up, shut up. It's my turn to talk. <laughs> I'm the guidance counselor." An adult I have no is idea who would here. act like that. That's so weird. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Jim is noted pervert, Mr. Shalaki. <laughs> Mr. Shalaki, you've got to believe me. I didn't even want to... Shh. What's that you're saying, Mr. Magic Meat? Did that mean boy tell you he didn't like you? Mr. Shalaki, it was just a cartoon. Shh. Oh, no. I'm sure he doesn't hate you. And he says that he needs to talk to Mr. Magic Meat. Uh. <laughs> He's, do that every night fellas am i right folks men go my... down to weekly honkers unfortunately <laughs> humors for adult dads <laughs> the facebook page so, so uh, he, and he waves some of the magic meat in front of doug's face the actual magic meat not the subtext <laughs> um, yeah and he says it's he's so saying, big oh my god honestly if you want to go to level deeper than that in subtext you can make this the me- classic metaphor of waving your cock in someone's face just like showing <laughs> no. off yeah i know you don't think this but you need to repent oh you must publicly god. repent you must demonstrate absolute submission and claim <laughs> it was of your own free will it's this is some full yeah, this is some full on <laughs> Hey, Galileo, admit that you're wrong and the Earth does not go around the sun. Right. Yeah, he's, he's saying that kind of thing. He's, and he starts, he talks to the magic meat more than he talks to Doug. He's just like, oh, the mean boy says you didn't like him. Doug, tell Mr. Magic Meat you don't hate him. And then he moans a little bit and then he says, give him a hug. Doug, tell Mr. Magic Meat you don't hate him. Mr. Shilla. No. I don't hate you. Give him a hug. What? That's it. Just give him a big old hug. (laughs) (sighs) Pervert. It's so weird. Yeah. 
<laughs> Even at the time, man. Yeah. Well, they... <laughs> They get interrupted because outside, thank God they get interrupted, because outside, Judy is running a protest outside of the school, leading a bunch of high schoolers in chants of Free Doug Funny. Free Doug Funny! Free Doug Funny! They have a bunch of signs about freeing Doug. One of them even says, bone out of Bluffington. (laughs) I like that sign. Let's run him out of town. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, it's just a no, that's a guy from the anti-skeleton movement they're unaffiliated <laughs> he's probably gonna split from the group in like 15 seconds right yeah no bones allowed <laughs> uh, protoplasm initiative forever right so Doug like just runs out of the school right he probably he just like stiff arms Mr. Shellacky and runs out right and, the magic bait right <laughs> And uh, Judy says, It's my political science class. We heard you were being brutally oppressed by neo-fascist hate mongers. Remember when those used to be novel? Yeah. (laughs) And the crazy thing when she says this is that, so there is like a, there are a bunch of sound cues in Doug, right? In the show Doug. There are sound cues that represent different things. And when she says that, like the wacky sound cue plays. like the oh, the next thing she says is just fucking perfect window into the psyche of the writer. We've been waiting for something like this to happen all year. (laughs) (sighs) A nice Virginia boy believes that the lefties are a bunch of potential troublemakers just waiting for the chance to stir up trouble for honest, hardworking people like him. It's impossible anyone actually, you know, believes in any of this horse shit. (laughs) As the goofy sound cue plays... God. <laughs> In fairness, yeah, somebody calling something fascist because you're making a kid go to the guidance counselor is stupid. Counterpoint, that's really not what this is about, is it, Jenkins? Yeah. Yeah, she says, my own little brother standing up for freedom of the press. Oh, you did learn something from me. And Judy's approval has just filled Doug with so much shame. He's so upset that what he's done has made these fucking people like him. They're supposed to hate him as he hates them. But no, they're offering him a olive branch of friendship in this time of trouble. And he just wishes they'd all go away. He does. He demonstrably does wish they all go away. He's like saying that he doesn't want to be a hero. He's saying he doesn't want to be a part of any of this, right? Like he doesn't like the whole school is up in arms about, wow, you actually did said something that we all were thinking and you're maybe causing change. But Doug is just like, nah, I just I just want to go back to normalcy. Right. Yep. (laughs) Judy then has they. I'll actually give them some credit here. Like, uh, Judy says, I regret I have only one brother to give for freedom, <laughs> which is solid line. Yeah. Oh, I do like that. And she even says, she says that she's standing beside him all the way to the gallows. Yeah. <laughs> then they'll just let him go. There's my brother. There he goes. Oh, now he's below me. <laughs> ah, good times. I mean, because, like, other other the Sleeches had said that they, they were guaranteeing that Doug would jump off of the school for the cause. Maybe this yep. is just them trying to give Doug a hint. Oh, no. That's What's also hint? an option. 
<laughs> oh god. But yeah, Bone walks up and Bone is absolutely fucking furious at all of this happening. One of the minions who is up there with him is suddenly a black guy for no apparent reason. I have to assume that was a coloring mistake. And they're wearing, like, armor. They're wearing, like, police riot gear, which is made out of, like, flower pots and sponges, and they're brandishing mops. Like, they're coming in to fuck people up. Yeah, because back in the day, they didn't have Iraq military surplus handed out to every police department on the face of the planet. Hey, folks. <laughs> oh, your tax dollars at work. And hey. then uh, the episode actually does have... A second solid gag. Because Judy says, Don't worry, little brother. I'll reason with him. Drop that, you fascist! Okay, <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah. I don't like the political context of the joke, but I can appreciate that's a joke. There was a setup and a punchline. Yes, we're so broken. <laughs> And yeah, she says drop dead fascist. And then Bone also is even like, hey, you're just bringing in outside agitators. Which is like a yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's every time anyone like in a position of power says something about outside agitators, it's them just trying to stir up shit and say that the people that are protesting don't actually believe in what they're doing or what they're saying. It's sidebar time. Okay, whoa. <laughs> that one goes back to some fun places. You may recall a while back on the worst episode ever, we discussed <laughs> briefly the dynamics of colonial Virginia, America's richest slave colony. And uh, back then, there was a very simple way to save face in the face of, for some weird reason, can't imagine why, the uh, property that of the slave owners would periodically attempt to burn down and or murder the slave owners. This must clearly have been the fault of outside agitators because no good slave would rebel. Somebody from outside the, that world must have put ideas into their pretty little heads because there's wow. no way that, I don't know, the kind of people who you whip a living out of daily would ever resent you for doing that. Somebody else must be the reason why people are resisting me. It must be the fault of those darned outside agitators. Wow, that's like where that comes from? Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. It's been it's been used like this entire country's history. Yeah. yeah. Like my wow. favorite bit of a uh, trivia on this front. Do you know the origin of policing in America today? I feel like you're going to tell us. Yep. <laughs> The first police as we understand it, a government organization tasked with enforcing the law, was the South Carolina Slave Patrol. Because they figured out that if you just ask slave owners to police their own slaves, somebody eventually cheaps out on it and there's a slave rebellion. Clearly, government needs to step in to do what the free market will not and keep those fuckers in their places. Wow. This is the foundation of policing in this fucking country. It took us a century to have the innovation. Wait, what if they could apply laws to white people too? Well, this I mean this this is this outside agitators term is it's it's still used today, right? I mean it's like the Constantly. paid protesters. It's it's still the paid protesters thing, right? Yeah, yep. white anarchists. Uh yeah, it's they still they still pull out that chestnut. Yeah, the busloads of Antifa agitators coming into Chicago from Indiana. Right. Don't ask me how that works. I don't know either. 
Well, so Judy responds, Judy responds to this by just yelling the French national anthem in Bone's face. More entertaining sure sidebar real fast. Oh, you my God. <laughs> yeah. You know what the lyrics of the French national anthem are? What do you got? Um, short form, our national anthem is about how isn't it cool that uh, we're holding out under a siege? And you know what? Fair. It's cool. The French National Anthem's last line is, Their impure blood will water our fields. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait, really? Like I am not making that sing- up. Look up the translation. The French National Anthem is called the Marseillaise, and there is a scene in Casablanca where our heroes strike up the Marseillaise, and they start resolutely singing the French National Anthem in the face of the Nazi anthem. And it gets a little bit of extra notes when you know that the people in the bar are singing a bunch of stuff about how everybody to arms, we are going to march out to meet them. And their last line is literally translated, their impure blood will water our fields. And they still say that today? Yep. Before every major sporting event. (laughs) It's, a, it's Blood the Bowl. The French National folks. Anthem is fucking metal. <laughs> it's the anthem of Blood Bowl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. We solemnly right. swear we're going to kill every last one of you. Sick. Well, so Bone gets basically arrested in this, uh, in the, in front of this, or sorry, Doug basically gets arrested in front of this protest. Uh, Doug, Doug gets brought into Bone's office. Uh, and Bone closes the door, like, at all angry-like, and then turns around and starts pleading with Doug. Okay, okay, you win. Just call off your dogs and I'll make you a deal, okay? And this part I actually kind of like because they do play it in a very true-to-life way. Yeah, he begs, I'll do anything for a deal. And by the way, the deal is you give up everything, I do nothing. Right. Yeah, Doug Doug decides that he also wants to surrender. <laughs> a deal? What a relief. It was finally going to be over with. I was ready to do anything Mr. Bone asked me. <laughs> like a bone surrenders and Doug says, "All right, how about I just do whatever you want?" Yeah, I mean, what he gets out of this negotiation is exactly the deal that was before with no benefits. <laughs> yes! Don't let Doug uh, argue or negotiate for you. The you protest never. leaders have sensibly compromised with leadership. And the protest leaders have come to the compromise that nothing will change. Go the fuck home, assholes. That's basically what's happening. Uh, we cut to... The meeting of uh, the organi- of the protesters, it's Patty calling a meeting to order in the library. Uh, and Doug is brought in by Bone. He's brought in as their, their like, representative, their mouthpiece. And says, and, and Doug says, like, Bone kind of, like, prompts him. He's like, don't you have something to say to the people? And Doug says, hey, they, we can have the paperback as long as we don't talk shit. And, uh, but we say all the things that Bone wants in the newspaper. What a deal. What a deal. Like, thanks, Doug is, thanks, like, Doug. into it. And Doug is into it. He's, like, smiling as he says it. And then he's, like, he's, like, as long as, you know, because otherwise things would, uh, be, be, whatever that, higgledy, piggledy. Right. And it sends Doug into the mind palace. He's, like, wait. Where have I heard that term before? In a final betrayal, the episode suddenly has a single good moment in it. 
because Doug realizes, wait, I'm just literally saying what Mr. <laughs> Bone, who is an asshole, would want me to say. Maybe unconditionally surrendering is a bad idea. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's saying that. Because he, he's, so he's working that out in his head, right? He's remembering that phrase. And in that, he also sees Bone, like, instructing that to Doug as Bone. Like, he's, like, Doug, like, who's dressed as Bone, and he's sitting in his chair, in, like, his student chair. And he has more hair than Bone, even though he's young Bone. Or, sorry, less hair than Bone, even though he's young Bone, which is awesome. Oh, uh, yeah, young Bone doesn't have hair on it. Don't you know that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, the thing that uh, that finally breaks Doug and makes him not want to go with Bone is that they bring out a piece of magic meat in order to have Doug show that he loves it yep. uh, and do a demo of eating the magic meat. I was willing to sell all of you out instantly, but the second I personally had to suffer any inconvenience, oh no, fuck that noise. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Because it's not the fact that he's he, the higgledy piggledy line threw him over the edge. It was that he would have to eat the magic meat, right? Oh then no, and make there. no mistake. There was a single. That was a flicker of good. It goes immediately back in the toilet and stays there. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah, him imagining himself as a square is what spurns on a spark of rebellion. Not you know <laughs> principles or morals. Yeah. <laughs> Man, wouldn't it be uncool if I followed the general culture? Mm. Right. Oh, man. Well, his issue is so, yeah, Bone, like, he's, he's holding the magic meat in Doug's face on a fork, and he's like, remember our deal? And he grins at Doug. Uh, and then Doug, he's like, no, I, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to eat it. Mr. Bone, you said we could have the paper back if I apologized. And I do apologize, but this is too much. Why? You didn't do anything wrong. Oh, dog. <laughs> yeah, he's saying that he still apologizes. Chalky is the one that did something wrong. <laughs> you didn't do shit, Doug. You doodled something. Chalky did something that wasn't wrong, but got you in trouble. And what are you apologizing for if it's not just the stupid little I'm sorry I made you mad, which... No, right. Chalky, Chalky did do something wrong. He printed it without Doug's permission. Yeah, right. yeah. That's a... It is not the thing that Bone will be mad at, and it's not the thing God, that Doug damn. is mad at, but that's a thing yeah. Doug should be mad at him for. Yeah, and it's it's he, Doug is even saying, he's like, I'll retract it. He's basically saying that he will retract the comic, right? Please like, let me apologize. <laughs> yeah. Just please, don't make me eat the meat, please, Daddy. Please, please. <laughs> oh, man. Well... <laughs> Every, and at this, like, even that he's saying that he won't go through with it, but he does apologize, everyone in the crowd starts cheering, right? All the kids, all the protesters, they cheer for him. They're like, oh, how brave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he even says in this, he's like, if we can't say what we think, maybe you should just take the paper away. Masked for negotiation. Man. Yeah, no shit. Bone's like, all right. <laughs> And both, yeah, and traditionally, they, that this is where the story would end, but because Jenkins <laughs> needs to come up with, oh god, how is any way that this can end in a remotely satisfactory fashion? Hey, kids, ever hear the phrase deus ex machina? <laughs> yes. 
Describe what it means for the viewer who, because I definitely know what it means. Deus Ex Machina is a refers to a very old thing from uh, plays where at the end of a play, they would literally lower the actor playing God in from <laughs> the top of the play on a uh, like machine. Like It's literally God from the machine, and it was the way that all these ancient plays ended with, and then God descends and says, this is the moral. This is how <laughs> things go. Anyway, peace out. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. Pretty much. <laughs> like in modern day, the phrase Deus Ex Machina more or less means, okay, shit, we need to find a way to end this. Suddenly, something from out of nowhere happens that fixes everything. I thought it referred to the video game Deus Ex. It does, actually, because in the video game Deus Ex Machina, uh, recur the final boss, spoilers, is a god from the machine that kind of comes out of nowhere and that you have to beat in order to get the uh, one of the endings of the game. Or uh -huh. you can choose to go with the god from the machine and that ending is really unsatisfying and sucks shit. Metaphors. Well, uh, so in this, the, the deus ex machina is Bone gets a phone call from Mr. Butt Savage. Uh, Mr. Butt Savage, who is still on vacation, he calls him from vacation to say that he has read the school newspaper and he finds the comic very funny. I like the idea of getting a children's <laughs> newspaper delivered to, like, your beach house. Yeah! I mean, let's be real, he's a principal in Richmond, Virginia. His vacation is to, I don't know, Bloatsburg. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with Chipotle at Bloatsburg. <laughs> they have this new Tex-Mex fusion chain. It's called Chipotle. I hear it's going to go places. <laughs> it does sound like a decent vacation these days. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bone is, uh, he, but Bone gets off the phone and he walks over to Doug and he says, Hey, I convinced Butt Savage to like the cartoon. Be grateful to me. You can keep it. <laughs> Which, okay, that's also a flicker of goodness insofar as, oh yeah, absolutely, leadership immediately pretends it's always been your best friend forever the second it has to concede to your demands. Right. Oh, man. Well, it turns out they've made great changes, because now Magic Meat is off the menu. It's been replaced by Mr. Shellacki's idea called Happy Meat which is just magic meat that they've drawn a smile on with mustard. The moral is, your protesting changed nothing. This was all fucking pointless. Uh-huh. And although Doug <laughs> says that he learned his lesson, he says the words as the last couple words in the episode. Oh, here we go again. Which implies that he's going to draw another fucking cartoon. <gasps> or something or maybe because he doesn't want to draw a cartoon again i think it's just here we go i think it's just basically him saying sit new boss same as the old boss nothing you can do to change no change is possible those who seek or even imagine change are traitors against utopia better worlds cannot be and those who say they are only want to sacrifice you to achieve their sick twisted pleasures the media only wants to get you the left only wants to whine and authority oh doesn't give a shit about what you want jim jenkins thinks this is utopia this is his explicit characterization of utopia 
Wow, this is a really uplifting episode of the Funny Papers, guys. In conclusion, <laughs> the 90s sucked. I I do really like that when you see the, like, the cafeteria lunch line, there are other things that are available other than lunch, than the, the magic meat. Like, there's a salad bar, but just no one's allowed to have it. Well, yeah, because <laughs> there's hamsters in there. Oh, of course, of course. God. <laughs> Well, so is that the moral? Where's the episode about the Second Amendment? I really- <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that probably exists in the Disney canon. <laughs> oh boy, looking forward to that one. Oh god. Well, do we have anything else on this one, <laughs> guys? Um, <laughs> I did enjoy a great deal. This episode did have two jokes in it. Yeah, they tried in order to break the tension of the awful. Yes. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. This episode is the most blinding condemnation of the kind of person who would describe themselves as apolitical imaginable. Because, no, you do have <laughs> politics. They just suck so much shit you can't defend them as politics. Sick, 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 sick. <laughs> Why don't we just return to normalcy? Let's sit back, relax, and go back to normal. Normal All will right. always be here. What? Hey, why is the water coming up? What's that about? Why can't we just leave everybody alone? Uh, well, let's do that now as we end this episode here. <laughs> let's turn down this and never do another episode of this podcast ever again. Man, I advertise this podcast as, as a podcast that doesn't talk about politics. Yeah, well, unfortunately, <laughs> Jenkins decided to make you a liar. The only podcast that exists at all that isn't explicitly just prancing about current events. Hey, there were also some dick jokes. Oh, yeah, that's true. And we weren't talking about current events. We were talking about events from the 90s. Any similarities to current events are entirely coincidental. Ah, yes, of course, of course. Well, let's cut this very fun episode here. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. Goodbye. Boy. Wiener balls.